Hi everyone, welcome again to another episode of Hughes Interviews. I have with me composer and actor Jess Newman. Good evening. Good uh, evening yep. to you, Jess. Um, now, Jess actually composed that little ditty at the start of the uh, into the, the start of the podcast. You would have heard. That's um, true. But he has done some much more complex and interesting work, which well, we're going to get into yeah. today. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, but well, I learned one of the songs, and I can tell you, it is a lot more complex and interesting. Uh, the physics today, my word. Uh, that is a patter song and a half. But before we get into that, um, Jess, why don't you tell me about what got you into composing? Where did the love for this incredible art form start? Oh, well, it's, um, it kind of happened quite like gradually and incrementally. It sort of, it all started when I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to trace these things back. Nature, nurture, it's, mm. it's all very complex, but, uh, I, th I think there were a few sort of defining moments as there are with these things. So, I mean, I was always interested in theatre and uh, particularly acting. So I was, that was sort of my gateway into theatre, which I still do and love. <laughs> um, and then there is, were certain moments where I discovered what musical theatre could be. Particularly in year 11, I went and saw an amateur production of Sweeney Todd. Mm. And it was at Scotch College and it was just like... Oh, the Osmad one. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like... It was a very, very like detailed production, and they obviously had a very good budget. There was like a full orchestra. Yeah, it's Scotch College. It's always yeah. gonna have a good budget. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I was quite blown away by that, and I didn't realize that a musical could be that. I always thought it was, you know, kind of like kick lines and that sort of thing, mm. which is great as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm There's not, a time I'm, and place for I'm it. I'm not dissing kick lines. Yeah, no. I love kick lines, but uh, yeah. Uh, so seeing Sweeney Todd, I realized the scope, and then I kind of started to get into Sondheim and I was with each musical I discovered I realized there was a sort of a different structure or a different sort of song form or just different ways of telling stories through music because I'd as I said I always loved theater and what and plays and what those could be mm. and then I always sort of loved music and studied music and um, specifically like classical music and jazz and, then, and then they just kind of came together oh. and for me that's sort of I feel like that's what it's all about it's, it's just kind of combining the the kind of abstract and nature of music and using those tools um, to tell stories and create characters rather than when acting you're using your voice and your body mm. and when you're writing music uh, writing musical theatre you're using chords harmony mm. lyrics prosody and that sort of stuff yeah, to well, create the same effect ultimately yeah there's just that, to that, tell a story um, for an audience yeah. that saying that you, you start singing when you can no longer express what you're trying to say with just words yeah I think that's that was attributed to Richard Rogers um, and yeah I think I, I think I believe that in some sense, but I think you know it, when I discovered sometime I was like, well, a song can be a, a few things more than that as mm. well. It doesn't always have to be those moments of high emotion. It can also be something that's percolating or mm. something that you wouldn't think would be a song in a traditional mm. musical like Oklahoma. It's not all like I love her, I love her. It can be like I mean a lonely road. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill her. You, you know, it's it could yeah, be something like I that. I mean, Epiphany. What a song. Yeah. Well, mm. if we're talking about Sweeney Todd mm. and murdering, murdering people. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a terrific production of Sweeney Todd, which I saw recently, which is in a 
set in a pie shop. Oh, with Norm Lewis and oh, oh, were you over in New York? Yeah, that? yeah. Oh my god, mm. it was it was just crazy. The pie gave me like terrible indigestion, <laughs> and like for the full first act, I thought I was having a heart attack. But no. and not because of the show. That was the second act when I was having a heart attack because of the show. But the f- the first act, I was yeah. But it was incre- It was still incredible, regardless of that. That kind of so, adds to the the whole vibe of it. Though, yeah, exactly. It? It keeps yeah, you on the edge of your seat. That's what you get for ordering, a, you know, a vegetarian pie at Mrs. Lovett's pie shop. Just asking you know. for trouble there. No veggie options at Mrs. Lovett's. That's for yeah. sure. It's, yeah. Um, so you managed to get into the Victorian College of the Arts composition, uh, and while you were there, not even your final year, you, uh, along with a whole team of people, put on an entirely original musical about Einstein's life at Theatre Works. I was lucky enough to be a part of the cast for that, playing well, the villain. Well, lucky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but tell me about that. So you told me this great story about um, you almost started writing this musical as a joke, but then you realised after doing a bit of research just how incredible and how musical the scientific aspects of the man's life were. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that that is a funny story because... Well, yeah, I'm not ashamed to admit that I was in a bar mitzvah band in uh, year <laughs> 10, year year 11. And, uh, you know, uh, from, you know, we were playing horrors. We were actually called the Rocky Horrors, which is a great, uh, you know, pun, which is was the work of my friend Sam Blaschke. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's terrific. But yeah, so we rehearsed every weekend in this studio. And then for some reason, I, I don't know why, we were sort of like joking around and we were like, you know, let's write a musical. And then mm. we're like, oh, what should we write a um, musical about? Oh, a couple of Jewish boys. Let's write a music uh, musical about uh, Albert Einstein. And then I just sort of just like went to the piano and like just played the most like stereotypical, should I? Yeah, should please I, go right yeah, ahead. Just kind of like, we have a piano with us. It kind of sounds like the beginning, like Little Shop of Horrors a little or bit. something. And then we just kind of went like, Einstein, master of the universe. And there you go. Like that. That's the opening of the show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of still in the show, uh, but probably not as like. But maybe you know we've changed the accompaniment a bit, so it doesn't Ooh, sound much. quite as you know. I don't know, kick liney. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But now I'm down on kick lines again. But I didn't want to be. But uh, he's just having a go at kick lines all night. Like yeah. So go. anyway, that it started as that joke, mm. and then, <laughs> then the next year I was like, you know what, like. Uh, why not? You know, this is actually not not the worst idea. And especially as I started to read more more and more biographies, I was like, there is actually a story with some substance, mm. something um, that hasn't really been too, told yeah. because I didn't really I didn't really know um, about his life um, or, and all the things I was, I was I was reading about his relationships especially with Maleva, who was mm. his first wife, who was great um, physics talent as well, who had quite a tragic story. Um, yeah, there were all these untold stories. And I'm really attracted to untold stories throughout history. And yeah, that whole sort of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears told th- from the, the Three Bears perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, I think, a, a line in like La La Land or something. <laughs> that's hilarious but yeah I I just quite enjoy stories from different perspectives and I yeah I sort of became more attracted to that idea and that was sort of 
the, the like the crux of the show and what it still is and as I as I develop it further for mm. um, uh, another production yeah, yeah so, you're um, sort of thinking about that on the development process talk to me about that we I know well, I know because I was a part of it we did a show at Theatre Works but then yeah. it got it got a bit of a more life after that and we did we did the uh, the homegrown showing for industry mm. leaders who gave you some really awesome yeah. advice and insight and different perspective and then you went on and did another showing at VCA I believe how, how did it, all of those help what, what big things did you learn each step of the way well, the first reading I ever did for it was, I think, uh, two years before the production. So in the end of 2014, I did a reading at VCA while I in the first year of my degree. Hmm. Um, or maybe it was the second year. No, but no, I think it was the first year. Uh, and that, I think the main things, it, you get a lot from putting something on its feet, something you can't from just sort of playing it in a room where you have actors there mm. and uh, you're sort of hearing the material through the audience's perspective, which is really invaluable. You just sort of sit there and uh, it gives it this whole kind of different, different. you, you get a completely different point of view, uh, ironically, um, which is the line in the show. But uh, yeah, so uh, I, what I learned from that first reading was... It was like too long. The reading was like four hours or something. It was it was like, it was at least like two two and a half, maybe three hours, and you just sort of learn what pieces of information you need and what pieces you don't, and you know what moments. What characters are essential. What, and yeah, what moments are sort of like really kind of have a bit of a, you know, a kind of have a fire under them, and and other moments that are kind of you know, just laying down dead and, mm. you know, kind of crumbling before yep. the audience. Moments that aren't, you know, necessary to telling the story, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Because musicals are about efficiency. Uh, musicals are about telling the story, you know, in the most efficient way and most moving uh, way possible. And, you know, you have these, like, lines. Of, that's why, you know, book writing for a musical is so hard because, you know, a few lines of dialogue, you're establishing a relationship, you're staring character, establishing, you know, what the plot Setting is, where they're going. It's, like, mm. really about economy. And so that was one of the main lessons from that first reading. And then we obviously did the show and, you know... The, there's a whole it's a whole different kettle of fish when you have a full production because you got you, you're actually the orchestra yeah, and everything one out. one thing um i once read an article um where stephen schwartz was talking about like readings because he he had a few musicals which um which flopped like uh rags and um it was he was sort of talking about how in a reading the audience can imagine anything they're listening to the music they're hearing the dialogue and you know they're building up the production in their head but as you actually put on a production and you have a director producer costume designer or choreographer all these people it narrows down the choices to you know the different fabrics that people are wearing and mm. the sound of the orchestra and the arrangements and the audience can no longer really imagine so you get a lot from a reading but it's interesting it's it's completely different when you have an audience in there and it the show is kind of like set in a sense mm. Um, so, uh, doing that for Einstein is you would, you would sit there and you'd be like, well, this is what this production is. And of course, like, that's why people revive productions mm. and you to can give it a different speed. Yeah, different exactly. Look, different um, yeah. And maybe even like do it right. 
um, yeah, mm. but yeah, I was very happy with the production of Einstein. I think it was like the best it could be done at that moment for mm. the show as it is or was. And um, yeah, um, it was sort of, you learnt further lessons about all of these, you know, economical things and, and just things char- never character development before. and stuff yeah. and just seeing that fu- fully through an audience's eyes and sitting there every night and seeing that. And then um, after that, we did the the reading um, at the homegrown reading. Yeah, the first yeah. half hour of the show. Yeah, which was it was it was crazy because it was almost like we'd we'd just done the production and I think then, it was the week after or something. Wasn't and it? then yeah, <laughs> and then like we presented the first half an hour. It's like we've kind of already done this. Like it was kind of a weird, like you know, Manson family reunion thing, um, especially with you there, but. Um, <laughs> And that hair now, but oh, uh, it's, it's, it is long. <laughs> but yeah, it was gr- it was great to get that feedback um, from those you know those people in the industry. I mean, it's always interesting getting feedback, but mm. I think for me, like the feedback that I get the most from is is I, I find it it's better to get feedback from a few people you you really trust and your own vision than uh, everyone under the sun. You know, everyone has opinions. Exactly. Who, I think who you want to listen to and, you know, exactly. Take on board, I yeah. Guess. I feel the same about reviews. Like, I mean, I sort of didn't review, like really read uh, reviews for the show until sort of after, cause you're quite connected to it mm. and you don't want it to sort of like take, especially when you're watching it because you're learning things from when you're watching it. And if you read a review that says, Oh, you know, this, you know, he said the word blue too many times or something, then, you, you know, you're going to be sitting in the theater being like Counting blue, the blue. blue. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to be doing that. You want to be learning your own lessons and then later learn some more. But yeah, mm. I think you, you don't, re- you can't really learn more than, you know, from when you're sitting in the theater by yourself, uh, by yourself, but surrounded by an audience Mm. and just seeing what moments are are gelling and what moments aren't. And it can be like a while for those lessons to actually sink in. You can wake up one day and be like, Oh, that there really needs to be a, you know, kind of a change of pace there or that character doesn't really, what's that character doing? It can Mm. take like months before you wake up to those things. But yeah, I think, um, those are some of the lessons you learn, and then finally that I've been talking for like twenty minutes now, but <laughs> finally, no, this is good. This finally, is good stuff. finally that um, the uh, what was the other reading? Yeah, we we did a sort of a it like wasn't a, work, a reading like a as much as it was a workshop. Of, yeah. week at VCA, which was thanks to Margot Fenley and I worked with Jade uh, Kershit, um very good at dramaturgy. Yeah, um, who was um, it was really terrific and would sort of like. Cause I'm a very like, I'm very like Germanic and like analytical and like, I, you know, once I think of one thing, I'm like, Oh, but then how is that gonna? And she's like, Oh, I just, she kind of slowed me down to just be like, but you know, what's just look at the bigger picture. Don't narrow in too much too fast. So she was really good at the macro kind of look. Yeah. Like you were really just good at honing in on. Yeah. Just give you that time to, mm. to, to see it, um, from a, you know, from a distance and you know settle on the big things yeah dramaturgy is interesting because yeah like i'm still developing my my thoughts on it because i sometimes i wonder like if it gets if sometimes it gets you in more of a puzzle than when you started 
Um, but yeah, uh, but I, I think a dramaturg would say that's, you know, that's good. You want to be in the puzzle, mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but th- not all growing is fun. Uh, no, no. Or, or feels, feels good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you just have to trust, go along and have a look and then look back yeah. and not be analyzing while you're going. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard when a musical has a history, uh, you know, it's like, oh, but it used to be back, back like that. You kind of have, it's sort of like this multidimensional thing where you have its history in mind, previous incarnations of it. You've got what it kind of is and what you're going for now and then what you hope it will be sometime in the future and you're sort of balancing these three levels. It's like quantum mechanics <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, so it, uh, it, that's it, you can get in the stew quite easily. But I think a dramaturg and what really helped about that workshop was it sort of like cleared things up. It's like, this is where we want to go. This is what it was. This is what it is right now. And just accepting what it is and just playing with those pieces and being like, just trying things. And the, you know, the group that we had at VCA were really, really great. We were kind of like this brain trust for a week. Mm. Um, But since then I've kind of just like, left the show to percolate a bit and you know on its on its own and not like there are you know we're thinking about um certain like productions perhaps in sydney uh maybe a haze season yeah we're thinking about thinking about that but i i think the next step for it is more kind of you know potentially international um i think it's just a matter of yeah getting the show to where it needs to where it needs to be, where it can be, because mm. I think it's a great story. It's just, but I'm also wary of like people work on musicals for like, you know, years and years and years, and I, I'm sort of like also interested in doing other things. And yeah, I, like I, I'm sort of part of me is like I just think of every great sort of composer throughout history, and there's also there's a kind of like dignity in like leaving a project and like being like that's what it is and accepting that and not working on that for like you know 20 years Mm. i'd rather have like 50 works and some of them you know are really great and achieved what i wanted and some didn't and you know you know that kind of thing rather than having like three works and Mm. like one of them is good you know what i mean i think i think like it's important to you know increase your output important to learn how to kind of let go I guess. Yeah, Move. exactly. I mean, you can always come yeah. back, but sometimes, I mean, you, the thing with art is it's never going to be perfect. Exactly. And it's, I mean, that's the point. It's kind of like perfect in its imperfection. Exactly. And well, that's what's human about it. Mm. And yeah. So, so yeah. So uh, I like to be human is basically what yeah. I'm trying to say. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be, yeah, a robot. No. And, but, you know, with a robot who's written like three musicals. I'd yeah. rather be a human with 20, like, very subpar. Very big catalogue of musicals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, in terms of, on that discussion, I guess, uh, you have a few other little song cycles or more, you know, uh, tightly contained, less big, epic scope musicals. Do you want to tell me a bit about some of those? Or yeah. The thinking behind Delving it? into the realm of obscurity. <laughs> Let me dust off my bookshelf. Uh, yeah, the so... Back catalog. <laughs> Exactly. Let me just rifle through. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's um, all the time is a. Uh, it was actually meant to be a, a musical, mm. but it kind of like became a song cycle by default, um, because I um, 
I was writing this story, this um, musical about a hit and run car crash. And it was kind of about memory and about how memory sort of obscures fact and different perception of one event. It was all about, it was all about that, but told through the story of these two families who become intertwined through a, um, a hit and run car crash. And so I just sort of, I kind of locked in a story for it and I started writing songs for it. And I was kind of like looking for a book writer because, you know, I'd, as you know, I wrote the book for Einstein. Um, and yeah, I was like, ah, uh, I think I need a rest from like doing everything <laughs> for a while. It also helps to, Find a to yeah, to have someone to argue with, I think is really important, especially for something like a musical. Musical is such a collaborative yeah. art form um, where you just, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I wrote that, that show and it just kind of kept unraveling and I just kept writing songs without a book writer until it was like, oh, well, you know what? And then there was this festival which presented itself, Mudfest, as an opportunity to stage it. So I, I thought, you know, let's, you know let's, let's put it on because it looks like I'm not going to find a book writer. <laughs> Are there any book writers in Melbourne? Can they, you know, can they call me? Uh, you know, what, what's the Is deal? Is there a Facebook page I can Yeah, <laughs> what's the deal? Yeah, we need some sort of like Uber kind of like for that. Where, <laughs> for where's your writer. nearest like book writer? Uh, Is he rated composers. five stars? No, I don't want him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He smelt like one of those like rear view mirror things, yeah. Which would be weird because he's not a in the car. Tree. But yeah, he was wearing a pine tree around, around his, neck. his neck. It was a bit weird. Yeah. We wrote a musical about Christmas. It was fine. Uh, so I think we were very heavily influenced by the pine car. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, the, the point being, we put this on in 2015, the year before Einstein, the end of 2015. It was just sort of like a concert version, me playing piano very loudly, as I do tend to do. And um, yeah, and then we had Natasha Bassett, Nelson Gardner, Matthew uh, Holt, and my my dear friend, Brittany Lewis, who's beautiful and godlike, well, goddess-like, I don't know what the... Yeah, you got a gender neutral, n- n- just gender yeah, neutral god, just Olympian, yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazonian, yeah. well, Wonder Woman, yeah. <laughs> let's cut the descriptive bit. Yeah, let's get, <laughs> we'll we'll edit keep that it out. in. No, I want to hear it. Yeah, so um, but yeah, we digress. Um, it was uh, it was a very I was very proud of what it became and. It's just sort of like a collection of songs, all of which are much too long to like. <laughs> so that's what happens with song cycles as well, because there's no book. Like every song's every like song six minutes. A self-contained kind. Yeah, of exactly. Story. But yeah, there are some great. Uh, there are some you know great moments in that that I'm quite proud of. Um, and then, uh, you know, rifling through the catalog more, I worked on this some um, short film called uh, Out of the Woods, which was um, this great little animated film by uh, Chloe Pisani and it was sort of about like um, it was about depression basically and uh, about a little girl who who had an older brother who was you know escaping to these woods it was kind of like a kids film for adults kind of thing cool. yeah it was it was a really cool project concept, yeah. and yeah so I wrote I wrote songs music and lyrics for for that which is cool as well but yeah those are a couple of things yeah. then there's like a bunch of other stuff which we won't talk we, about. Sh- we won't and we shouldn't <laughs> talk about yeah all right well the question i've been dying to ask you 
You recently got back from New York City where you performed for Stephen Sondheim. Tell me about it, please, before I burst. <laughs> yeah, um, it was a bit of a, a whirlwind experience. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've got like, I, I had his photo, like, I probably shouldn't say this, like, on there, <laughs> but I had his photo, like, on my piano. It's not on there anymore. <laughs> as, uh, because it's too embarrassing, uh, as like just like inspiration for mm. ages. Um, so he was kind of the guy who got me into to musical theatre. I think he would be for a lot of people because, mm. well, you know why. I mean, <laughs> no one likes like yeah, it. it's just it's, incredible. Yeah, I even, just, even for I mean, especially from an actor's perspective, if you absolutely if you learn the notes and the words to a song, all your acting's done for you because it's all in the all the subtext is in the music, all all of the ways of performing are done in the way that the notes go and exactly the words he uses. He's just incredible. Yeah, I assume, yeah, as an actor, he would elevate you much like, well, if you get on what he's saying, if you get on the text, if you, if you get on what he's communicating to you through the language and through the, you know, the rhythm and, and harmony then you kind of can just ride the wave like Shakespeare, you know, mm. does to you. If it's you get, if that, you get on the rhythm, if you get on. Yeah. Um, so, um, but anyway, uh, he was obviously, uh, you know, to me, he's, he's like the new incarnation of Shakespeare for this, for this age, really. Mm. Um, so yeah, there are kind of those seminal figures like that. And to me, he's, he's just that guy. Uh, and you got to perform one of your songs for him. Yeah. So what happened, it was the, the project was called the New York city center lobby project, um, which is a project they run, um, for the encores at New York city center. So they were just putting on a production of assassins and, um, they were they did sort of like a call out for people to write um songs inspired by the gun song which is a, a song. Gun? yeah exactly that was not the notes i fucked it <laughs> i don't know what song that was from but it you know maybe that was one of the inspired songs so you should have entered the competition Obviously. but but yeah they uh so i wrote a song inspired by the gun song and um it was sort of about gun violence today and I sort of like it's it's quite a contemporary sort of like a hip hoppy kind of R&B song and I put a, sort of like a lot of samples in there like you know John John Lennon saying like shoot and then you know I, I sort of like referenced um, you know harmonically the, the music and in Assassins and yeah and, and threw in like a squeaky from pun in there mm. uh, and you know so it was sort of about still sort of that concept of you know uh how easy it is to sort of like leave a mark and you know you can change the world in a sense but it's just about what you know causes people to commit these devastating acts of violence and still do it and you know now it's sort of it's quite different um and this was something that john weidman was saying as well is that he was saying that it's sort of like shifted from president's violence to kind of like school shootings and this kind of thing and um you know the sort of the mass media has shifted to you know just this democratization of power in media where you have you know facebook and people are getting most of their news from online which means that they're only getting the news they want to see 
Yeah, and yeah, I mean, there's a line in the song which which is you know, um, in a pinch with a click, they they will know your name. So, um, and what I meant by that is it's sort of like a double entendre where mm-hmm. you know it's like in a click, you know, of a gun, but also in a click of a button. You know, these days now, you know, you can become a you can become a headline. You know. Overnight, by c- committing yeah. violence, but yeah, the, um, so that was the song, and yeah, uh, I was one of the four winners, which was just crazy. And I sort of I found out on um, like the the Monday, and then like by the next week, I was flying uh, over there, and um, my good friend Jake uh, Feely sung vocals on it, and so I just kind of called him. He was like on a camp, and I did everything to try and get. He had no reception, and I just I called him, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, uh, you, you know, uh, the song, the, it, it, it won. Uh, do you want to go to, should, let's go to New York. Like, do you want to come and meet week. sometime? Well, that's what I said, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, and he was like, uh, okay. Uh, so we did that. Oh, let me think about it. Yeah, and then he was there on the, so we performed before three of the performances of Assassins. And um, yeah, and Steve was there on the, the third night. And yeah, we just kind of like walked through, um, we, we were performing in like the grand tier lobby of Mm. the New York city center, which is just like most beautiful, uh, old Moorish kind of theater. Um, and yeah, the lobby is just beautiful. Uh, even the lobby is (laughs) beautiful. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Jake was like, did you see, did you see Steve? And he's over there. And I was like, Oh no, I didn't. And then, you know, a few minutes later I was like, Oh, there he is. And he was just sort of like standing at the back. Um, and yeah, so we performed the song. We were just like, don't fucking fuck it up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then we got to speak with, um, him and John, um, who wrote the show, uh, for, um, for a little while and, uh, just sort of talk about our inspirations for the songs and, um, also just sort of ask them questions about assassins and I'm like, you know, just talk, just talking to him, like I'm talking to you mm. and I, you know, I did, it just felt very natural somehow, but also in the back of my mind, I just kind of kept reminding myself, I was like, this guy wrote Sweeney Todd, this guy wrote Sonny <laughs> Parker George, what is, this guy is Shakespeare, what, what's happening? Like, how, how did this you know, I, I never I thought find, this would. Yeah, it's like freeze frame. How did I find myself here? Yeah, exactly. It was like the, one of those bad, like eighties, like yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> me like, talking that's, to see. Yeah. Let's go back and find out how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. Um, well, the, the fun part as well. We saw the show, and then we went to the after party as well. And we were at a party with Steve Sondheim and John Weidman, and like the cast of Assassins, Assassins and. And then, like, Josh Groban walked in and was like, hi, guys. And then, um, you know, like, uh, Philippa Sue was there. And, like, just everywhere you looked, uh, you know, there was someone you admired. And, like, Steve and John got up and did, like, a, a beautiful speech about the show. And we're getting, we're getting quite emotional. And I, yeah, there were cheese platters and, oh, geez, uh, and yes. like, open bar. And I was like, uh, yeah, this... Yeah, I would like to attend more of these kind of evenings. <laughs> so, but, well, that's coming up because uh, <laughs> I've managed to catch Jess be- just before he jet sets off for a few years to attend NYU uh, Musical Theatre Composition course, which is incredible. Do you want to talk to me about how you decided to apply for that and what the process was and how you felt when you got in? Yeah, well, it was uh, kind of one of those 
another one of those whirlwindy processes. But it'd been in the back of my mind for a while that um, I'd like to go over there um, and just the opportunities in the market for new musical theatre are kind of second to none. And, um, you know, it's, it's great that, um, you know, the, the development that's happening in Australia, I think, to like new musicals and Hayes and you know, Homegrown, these guys, they're doing such a great they're job. doing some incredible uh, stuff, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's getting better, but, you know, uh, you, can't, you, you can't deny that yeah. um, the, in, in New York City, people are just after that and there's a great, like, optimism about the art form and it's their, like, native art form so um uh so i i wanted to go over there and kind of start to immerse myself in that world and be inspired by that world and the work that was happening over there and you know um so i i was like how do i how do i get over here is there like a is there a ship you can take like you know <laughs> like from, east, from eastern europe can we yeah the like I, I don't know <laughs> yeah how do you, you get over there a, an and, and now you know it's not so easy probably but for you know certain reasons mm. this isn't a political show no let's keep, <laughs> yeah. let's keep it light and fluffy yeah. light and fluffy yeah but uh anyway so i i applied for nyu there was like a big application form we had to write a few songs and you know do a few things and i don't know yeah answer a few questions yeah <laughs> and uh, it wasn't wasn't too taxing, but it took a while. But yeah, and then I went over for the interviews in March, and yeah, I, we wrote a song over there. Had a sort of like a collaboration weekend, and yeah, now I'm leaving next. Uh, well, this Sunday, which is kind of crazy, mm. but I'm um, yeah, I like I'm I was very excited to to get in, and um, there are some great teachers on the faculty, like. Um, Michael John Lacusa and uh, Bill Finn, um, yeah, uh, uh, you know, excellent teachers. That's amazing, yeah, and people with shows under their belts. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I'll, because that's also something that I've been pursuing, like kind of like a mentorship, just finding like a composer that I connect with, who I who I really admire. Um, so I think it'll be really great to sort of learn from the, those guys and. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm very excited to become immersed in that in that world, and you know, see what what I write over there. I think it'll be yeah, I think it'll be a great journey. So yeah, mm. right. I mean, wishing you all the best. It's really exciting, yeah. really exciting times ahead. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, I think that basically wraps up everything I wanted to ask. So Jess, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, now, Jess writes some incredible, incredible songs. Um, is there any way that uh, our listeners can, you know, access them, listen to them? Do you have a YouTube channel, a website? Yeah, yeah. I do have a website now. So it's uh, jess-newman.com. Don't forget the dash because otherwise, well, I'm not responsible for where you end up if you don't put that <laughs> dash in there. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I also... Uh, you know, there's a link to like SoundCloud and YouTube and all these things that I know very little to nothing about. Mm. And uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, uh, make sure you give him a follow uh, and just, you know, keep tracking his progress because I think he's got some pretty exciting things in the future. Uh, and thanks again for listening, guys. Make sure you subscribe and uh, give, give me a rating. Only if it's a nice one, though, please. Uh, and I'll talk to you next time. Uh, this has been another episode of Hughes Interviews and... 
I should have shot it down earlier. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we've got a bit of a bonus uh, little clip coming on now. One of the shows previous, uh, one of the songs previously mentioned was Physics Today, which was very difficult to learn, which was the main song my character had, and we're going to see how much I remember. So, Let's see how much I remember. <laughs> Take it well. away, Jess. I've been stuck on these equations that been killing me for days, and how I wish I could explain them, but I'm out of luck. My device is complicated, and it's making me frustrated. But I need to be sedated because I'm in pain. But when I shine a light upon it, cause electrons coming from it, or it makes me want to form it, then I do not comprehend how it makes it like a bright or electrons to take flight. Right, not the right somewhere around the pain. Oh, that's what I remember. <laughs> yeah, there was like two Fair verses. <laughs> yeah. Um, blah 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 blah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's a little that bit of a good Einstein. Nice yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah.